Well, hey, welcome back. This is Jeremiah Bullock, and I'm excited to uh, get into our 10 minutes of truth today. Uh, we recently released, in fact, probably a little late on this, but we recently released uh, another study over Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, entitled Three Imperatives. And what I've been wanting to do is, is, is along with our studies, um, you know, that we that we release, I think that one was like an hour, hour and 10 or 15 minutes, something like that. So it's long. It's to break that down into chunks and, and look at those, um, look at that study in kind of smaller segments. And so uh, that's what that's what these these 10 minutes of truth are. And, and so I want to uh, <clears throat> dive into, and we're, I kind of want to get this done, um, you know, the three imperatives study. I want to break this down into three parts. And just kind of do 10 minutes on each one. And, and basically, that's looking at each one of the imperatives. Now, in the original language of the Bible, which is Koine Greek, um, commands in the New Testament are in what they call the imperative mood. And it, it's, it's, it's their terminology, it's their grammar structure for a command. Uh, so whenever you do see a command, it's it's um, especially in teaching, especially in the epistles, it's it's really important to take note of it. And so Paul in verses ten through thirteen gives these three commands. Now the overall, uh, you know, if you listen to the full um, study, you know, which was recorded live in a teaching setting and a preaching setting, you know, you're going to get you know more of the context of Ephesians. But just to give you just a little bit of context. Um, Paul is writing to the church uh, in Ephesus, which was his kind of his base of operations. Um, he had a lot of investment there. You can read about uh, his arrival and ministry in Ephesus beginning in Acts chapter 19. It was just tremendous. Um, he had a two-year-long uh, extended ministry in this city, um, and uh, it was just, it was incredible. He, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it bore fruit for, for years to come. Uh, after being imprisoned, he wrote a letter back to this, um, you know, to this church body in this, in this city uh, where, where uh, we believe Titus was, was teaching. And so, you know, it's, it's significant to kind of look at this letter through the lens that everything he's writing to them, they experienced. And he's just basically taking what we have in Ephesians chapters 19, 20, 21, and probably into 22. He's, he's giving you, you know, kind of like detailed instruction um, and, and explanation over what those chapters describe in general. <clears throat> and that's super important for us as Christians. You know, it's one thing to kind of look at an event and, and, you know, hear about the stories. It's another thing to be taught on the specifics of it. And that's what he's been doing. So by the time you come to chapter six, he's coming into the you know, the, the landing, uh, you know, the final landing uh, of the message, and he's giving some final thoughts. He builds up to around verse 10, where he's talking about uh, living out the message within the city. And, you know, uh, he talks about what we call this armor of God section. But bef before he actually gets into it, you'll notice in your Bibles, if you're following along, that, you know, above verse 10, you know, in the NIV and most translations, you'll get the title, NIV is the armor of God. But the actual armor really doesn't start to be expounded upon until verse 14. So these first, you know, four verses, 10, 11, 12, and 13, have a lot of really good things to say. In fact, verse 12 is, is um, 
kind of the the statement. It's the lens that he's been he's been speaking from the whole entire letter, and he puts it in a statement here in verse twelve that this church does not struggle against flesh and blood. In fact, here's how it reads: For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So he's telling them, listen. You know, your enemy is not physical. Your enemy is, is spiritual. Um, your adversary, uh, the one who's, who is pushing back on you, the one who is you know, wanting to trip you up, your true adversary is not, it's not physical, it's spiritual. Now, in this, in this little introduction for the armor of, of God's section, <clears throat> he gives us, again, three commands. I want to look at the first one with you. It's in verse 10. It reads, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Uh, of course, the command is be strong. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, if I can pull it up here, it's be strong. And that is um, that Greek word. That's not it. Hold on here. There it is. I'm looking at my Bible program here. That's in the passive uh, it's probably the middle passive would be better. It's a command for you to, to strengthen yourself is the idea. And the Greek word is a compound Greek word made up of the Greek words in and, uh, you know, di- the word we would get our word dynamite. It's uh, dunamu, and, uh, which means to strengthen. And it's interesting when you look at this word to strengthen in the New Testament, it's only used in the passive and it's to be strengthened or to grow strong. It's kind of the idea of the word. And so he's telling you, listen, you know, strengthen yourself in the Lord. In our, uh, in our world, you know, we, we strengthen ourselves. We kind of, you know, we get courageous from uh, a variety of things, uh, from other people. You know, we've all met that guy who's, he's, uh, he's really courageous when he's got all of his friends around. Okay, so he's, he, he derives his courage from other people. You know, then there's that person who uh, gets courage from maybe a substance. Uh, you know, they're, uh, it's liquid courage is how it's talked about in, in, in the world, you know. Or they get courage from emotion. You know, I've known people that, um, you know, you, my wife is a martial artist and she watches, um, she watches the UFC stuff and, and uh, the competitions in, in martial arts. And, you know, there's a whole group of people that get their whole rise to the occasion courage through an emotion, you know, anger, whatever. And so there's a lot of things in which we could get our courage from. We could get our courage from, you know, guns or, you know, in, in a bank account or whatever. But Paul is saying, listen, as Christians, we're to throw all of our, um, all of our eggs into one basket and it's the Lord. And so I'm going to strengthen myself in him. I'm literally going to, I'm going to lean into him. He's going to be the one that I'm strengthened in. And it's not just in him. It's in his mighty power. It's not just, and it's really neat because it's not just in his, in his strength, but it's in his might as well. And so it's, it's literally that word strength is, is neat because it's, um, it can mean, uh, physical strength, mental, moral power, uh, an endowment kind of an idea. It's, it's where we get our word mighty from. It's iscus. And so he's, he's saying, listen, man, all the power and all the authority, all the, all the courage that we need is in his might and in his power. And so, uh, 
you know, it's it's significant when we're thinking about, you know, putting on the full armor of God. Just consider this. He's going into military terminology about strengthening strengthening ourselves and preparing ourselves for battle. Well, you know, it's we don't war in the flesh. In fact, you're going to find that in, in verse 12, that we're going to war in the spirit. And our 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 advocate, our our uh, the one who's looking on our, our behalf is is the Lord. We were talking about that this morning uh, in a class I was at. I was uh, at our training center and uh, a good friend of mine was teaching. And she was talking about uh, the phrase of being you know, fearful in the Lord or having fear of the Lord. And in Isaiah chapter 11, this prophecy in the first three verses of you know, Isaiah, it's this prophecy about Jesus. And, and you go all the way down through the verses and it's, you know, the things that he's going to, the, this mantle of the Spirit's going to be on him and it's going to um, manifest in several ways. There's going to be power and authority and all these different kinds of things. But one of the attributes, one of the manifestations of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit in his life would be the fear of the Lord and he would delight himself in that. And it was like interesting. And she brought up this beautiful point how, you know, there's a lot of things that we could delight ourselves in. And even in that passage, Jesus could have delighted himself in wisdom. You know, he could have delighted himself in strength. There, I mean, it's wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge. There's a lot of things there in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. But he delighted himself in the fear of the Lord. You'd say, wow, that's kind of a strange thing to delight yourself in. Well, the God of the Old Testament, who is the same God today, is terrifying. I mean, he's terrifying. He's just our Abba, the New Testament says. We are sons and daughters of God. He is a terrifying God, but he's my father who loves me and he's my protector. So I throw all my strength. I strengthen myself in him. I keep close. He's the strong tower. I keep close to him. That terrifying God is warring on my behalf. That that is what Paul is getting at in this verse. I want to encourage you today uh, with this just little nugget of what uh, Paul is talking about here in this section is that our strength is in him. Our strength is not in our flesh. It's not in our personality. You know, where I'm going to make a difference in my world and how I'm going to survive uh, is not in limited resource, but it's in the unlimited person of the Holy Spirit. So I hope you, uh, hope you join with us as we go through this. We're going to be looking at the two other um, commands uh, in this uh, in these four verses, and they will be in verses 11 and 13. And uh, we're excited about that. So I want you to, to jump back on with us and study along with us. I appreciate you. God bless. For more information, visit www.jeremiahbullock.com. That's www.jeremiahbullock.com.